0: Hello.
1: Hey, welcome to Hey Arnold. Hey. Welcome
0: to Hey Arnold. Hey.
1: It's uh, Corey Vaughn with uh,
0: Adam Samaha.
1: Today we're today we're going to be talking about um, the big scoop, which was written by Joseph Purdy and directed by uh, Stark Howell. Good Howell. Good It's a great name. I like the name Stark. Rob Stark. That's not right. I mean, there's a character named Rob Stark in this little show called Game of Thrones.
0: Never heard of it. But that's not
1: what we're talking about here. We're talking about Hey Arnold. Yeah. Look,
0: when I want to get deep. I watch Harold when that's I want right. to take a nap. Game, Game of Thrones.
1: Thrones. Uh, I disagree with that's for that's for different, different <laughs> podcast. Um, look, uh, welcome guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, little note about this episode.
0: No trigger warning.
1: Trigger trigger warning for
0: pro fascists pro authoritarians, pro Trump conservatives.
1: Right. Uh, this is no. Yeah, I mean the issue is we're talking about journalism. This episode is all about. The newspaper world, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of this term called a fake news, <laughs> uh, but uh, that topic gets brought up a lot. And so we're pretty anti-Trump this episode and in general. Um, Before this episode, so we're gonna apologize After. profusely during the episode, but also not apologize at all. So look, we're we, self-aware. We're, exactly, that's what, the way to say it. Yeah, uh, apologize about um, uh, like our unabashed unapologetic. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Like apologize, something unapologetic. Look, look,
0: like, I hate that phrase. Uh, sorry, but not sorry. Cause that's a dumb that, thing to say, but that's, exactly say. What but it that's is. how I feel.
1: Th- that's how we feel. Yes. Yeah. yes. So it's just a warning. Uh, just be prepared for a, a more hard to believe. Cause I'm sitting with Adam Smaha, who is very political. The Adam's. Yeah. Um, this is way more political than usual. And it actually, we had a great conversation, I think. Yeah. I would listen to it again. And we're going to when we edit the episode that's not true <laughs> wait, wait, oh, oh well wow. um, so yeah, enjoy um please please uh, rate and review. We do have an email hey uh, hey uh hey, hey Arnold at gmail We have a website haoldha hey dot com um, yeah, tell your friends uh, thank you for thank you for sticking with us through and throughout the political season. yeah. Thank you for everything Corey just said. Yeah. And hey, you know what? Enjoy the episode. Yes, please do. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for... <laughs> the big scoop is a classic newspaper story, uh, truth versus, uh, fiction, uh, 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 you know, type tapping tippity on uh, typewriters. Right. So <laughs> Arnold and other kids, they, uh, they've got a, a newspaper called the weekly word and Arnold takes great pride and great joy in this, uh, this little business venture. Um, he, uh, he and other students love to, you know, put out, uh, Investigative pieces—it shows off. Ger- Gerald's like, I got a great investigative piece going, and it's like a, how how sp- how much do the water fountains work? And it cuts to like Stinky getting sprayed in the face. Um, those kind of terms kind of fill this episode: investigative journalism, high standards of our paper, those sort of phrases. Um, but kind of the one the one cog in this uh, machine that's not working is Helga, who is. Uh, all about a nice juicy story um, and she she kind of waltzes in during this meeting saying I got an amazing story and Arnold's like have you checked your sources Helga says oh of course four times they're great I promise then it cuts to uh, Arnold and uh, Helga getting in trouble with principal warts because Helga has uh, thrown shade towards the uh, cafeteria uh, and the cafeteria ladies you know the cafeteria ladies is crying and principal warts kind of Calls out Arnold. You gotta, get, you gotta figure out this, uh, this situation. Uh, get your paper cleaned up. Um, and uh, kind of what comes out of this is uh, a philosophical difference of opinion between Helga and Arnold. Uh, you have Arnold, the editor, who leans back in his chair, like a perfect, uh, cl- classic newspaper editor, with his arms folded, kind of twiddling his thumbs, saying, you know, Helga, this is not you know, the standards of our paper are to tell the truth. And you're not doing that. And uh, Helga pushes back, does not like that. Um, and uh, kind of threatens Arnold. Uh, and then says, I'm splitting off and starting my own paper. And so the rest of the episode is Arnold and Gerald trying to create, you know, honest media, honest journalism, uh, butted up against Helga, kind of uh, her paper kind of becomes like a tabloid or, um, fake news, if you will, uh, more on that later. Uh, so, you know, she's like blowing every little story she hears into this giant mega conspiracy theory. Um, and the kids are buying it. She's selling her paper. Whereas Arnold and Gerald are just giving it away for free, but kids are buying her paper and believing it. So, um, basically Arnold, uh, overhears Helga saying that, uh, the school is gonna to get torn down, and him and Gerald are like, "What? Okay, let's let's go to the bottom of this." By the way, I forgot to say, uh, Sid is like a cleanup man uh, who <laughs> scoops up dirt on uh, on Helga. So that's like a sub story that is barely even referenced, but like, there are just some great moments with that. Um, but uh, all that to say is, uh, uh, Arnold and Gerald kind of do s- some of their own investigative reporting, search after Principal Warts to see. Hey, is this school really getting torn down? What's the truth behind this? Whereas Helga's writing this, you know, crazy mega story about an amusement park getting built up, um, and and you know, the, to be honest, there's not actually like a conflict resolution at the end of this, other than the students turn on Helga, and and yell no more lies to her, uh, and then her- uh, Arnold and Gerald's paper makes it through this storm. Um, and Helga ends up rejoining uh, this paper um, Arnold and Gerald's paper uh, and that's kind of how the episode ends um, there's some like kind of I, I guess the interesting thing are like the different um, the different fake stories that uh, Helga you know, embellishes and elaborates on um, but that's not what the episode's about it's, it's about her just generally t- telling tall tales and selling a paper while doing it. And that philosophy is, um, rooted in, uh, a, a, she says, um, you know, she's looking for that juicy story and that's pitted against Arnold's, uh, you know, d- desire to tell the truth. And that's, and that's the episode uh, in a nutshell without going in too deep. So, yeah. Um, Adam, what did you think? Any highlights that stood out to you in this? Um, I think,
0: This episode is a good episode. I think it sort of, especially is very topical right now.
1: It's like accidentally topical.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think you mentioned this earlier where you said it's not really that good of an episode or like the narrative is not super good.
1: Yeah, there's not really a great plot line. Yeah. But great things are said.
0: Yeah, and I think it's one of those things we're viewed through our current um, sort of political and social climate. It like resonates very well and seems really good and we're reading a lot of like good pertinent things into it but I think otherwise it would seem maybe could come across as like a filler episode or nodding to sort of the split between tabloids and sort of traditional newspapers yes yes. and that sort of ethical battle that goes on there or I guess you said earlier like ethical and philosophical battle that goes on um but
1: just to jump in just really quick I think in 1996 when or 97 when this episode was produced it was just a comment on like the gross tabloid media. And it, it there wasn't, like, a deeper conversation there, but shifting that same narrative to 2017, I think it's even more applicable than it was then, which is yeah. kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think there's, like, an old story about, like, the origina- where, like, tabloids originated from and sure, all sort of sure. muckraking stuff and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think that, yeah, I think it's one of those things where I think it's a common trope in Hey Arnold to make the kids do grown-up things. Sure, sure. And so I think it's playing into that and leaning into that pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, But I think there's, if you want to tie it to, like, things that are going on now, I think there's, like, a lot that you could read into it.
1: Yeah, so I think we'll get to the thesis of the episode in a second. Like, and maybe there aren't even that many small moments. I think I kind of mentioned it. Sid is the cleanup guy. Is like, a really funny sub bit. Like, they call him uh, early one morning and he's like sleeping. It, it, it's like he's hungover or like smoking in bed or something.
0: I, I, His I'm, room is a mess. It's
1: kind of like, it feels like, like Chinatown or, or like, yeah, kind he's like of a, a sleuth movie. and yeah. like effective quality. And uh, yeah, he, he just answers the phone and says, hello, <laughs> sounds good. Or some, something like that.
0: Yeah. I, but I think like you, uh, before, I I think all the sort of moving parts of the episode, like, the surface level elements of them are like are kind of just nods to regular films. Yeah, definitely. More definitely. real life sort of scenarios and stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think I think him Arnold is the editor. That's a that's a trope in every newspaper movie.
0: The way he acts in it and everything. Yeah, the way he yeah.
1: leans back in his chair and yeah. and kind of has one leg over the other kind of kind yeah, of thoughtful pose. Yeah. That's a trope. I think him saying stuff like uh, we got we got a paper to make. Like that yeah. kind of
0: the newsroom. It's like the drama yes, of the yes. newsroom and the happenings of the newsroom, and mm-hmm. sort of a theatrical yeah. pr- perspective. Of now,
1: it. what about? I mean, I think uh, we're we're kind of on the same page with the thesis scene. Uh, do you want to talk about it really quick? Or
0: the the thesis scene, I think, is just that back and forth between Arnold and Helga. Yeah. But you know, it, would it be better if we just listen to? It yes, right now?
1: yes, yes. It's it. This is um, Arnold confronting Helga after they get in trouble. For talking about the cafeteria
0: every single word of it was true why don't you believe me well i don't think it lived up to the high standards of the weekly work high standards ha! kids don't care about high standards they want to read good juicy stories stories they can sink their teeth
1: into but helga what you wrote isn't accurate you can't just stretch the truth when it's convenient I want our newspaper to report just the facts. Facts, schmacks. I think you're jealous because
0: my stories grab people more than your stories. Maybe we should part ways, copy boy. There's room in this school for more than one newspaper, you know. What exactly does that mean? I think your pansy publication could use some competition. I'll show you how it's done. People will be lining up to
1: read what I write. See you in the funny papers, bucko.
0: So I think basically that clip is showing the conflict between... Helga's desire to dive deeper and beneath the facts, and
1: I love that. I love her phrase, like, um, uh, "Isn't there deeper than the
0: truth?" Yeah, d- yeah. That's what her phrase is.
1: Isn't 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 there room for something deeper than the truth? The, yeah, the real story, <laughs> like as if that's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, where it's at. Yeah, yeah. So you have that. You have Helga doing that thing you just described. Yes. We just described, and then you have. Arnold that really wants to just stick to the tried and true ethical guidelines of uh, traditional journalism, which is basically
1: the motto of the motto.
0: Yeah. Like just speaking the truth.
1: Yeah. What is it? He says, um, all the facts all the time. That's the weekly words motto. Exactly. Very catchy and boring.
0: Uh, (laughs) Which is the problem that Helga sees.
1: Right. Right. And I, maybe that's the, that's, um, that's how tabloids got started. People were like, "These are too boring." What? Yeah. Where's Where's the war and famine? And so they like created it themselves.
0: Yeah, or like the alien pregnancy or something like all even right, the crazier right. ones.
1: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Eventually it became crazier. But, yeah. Um, it it like tabloids. I feel like now so much of, um, I mean, obviously this relates very straight to. Oh gosh, what's it called? Fake news. Uh, <laughs> I, <hate to> that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. If maybe you're listening to this in the past, but Donald Trump is our president. And he has he's been thrown around this phrase "fake news," which he did not coin. It was around before he even heard it. Which maybe I don't know if if Donald Trump doesn't hear it, does it exist? Maybe I don't that's think the, so. If he didn't question. read it on Twitter, does it exist? Right. So long before fake news even existed, there are these things called the tabloids um, and yeah. bullshit. I think is a thing. Lies. Right. <laughs> Lies. Yeah. So this this could in 1987 this episode could just look, be looked at as a as a critique on uh, tabloid lifestyle or like, uh, uh, paparazzi or of, you know, any sort of like, uh, uh, unethical, uh, perspective of, of journalism. You know, journalism or media. Yeah. Um, but I think because of where we're at today, um, th- this critique is much more potent and real, right? Feeling. Yeah. Real feeling. I
0: think it's, it's, but I think what's interesting is, We couldn't have had this moment that we're living in right now, this Trumpian moment, right, without the groundwork being laid by tabloids, totally, and that sort of thing, and that sort of conspiracy 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 theory blogging and all that sort of stuff. that came a little bit. The X Files
1: is like my favorite show, but but there's a whole group of people that allowed that show to exist, which is people who are like, oh, this is true. Yeah, exactly. Not that they thought the show was true, but like, oh. This, finally, a show giving us a fictional account of true things.
0: But, okay, so there's a scene in the show where, in this episode specifically, where uh, Arnold and Harold. Uh huh. Er, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. Damn, I always do that. Yeah. Arnold and Gerald. Gerald's the fat one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arnold and Gerald go to the principal's house to get the scoop on if mm-hmm. the school is going to get torn down and they're going to build, supposedly, an <laughs> no, amusement park no, on top park. of it. <laughs> so, and they say to him. Is there going to be construction at the school? And then his response is, "Yes, walls will be coming down." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you, if you, if you just, if he, if they just said, "Oh my God, I knew it," and ran away, they would leave thinking that the, the bullshit story is true, which is that the walls are coming down, and you know there's going to be a amusement park on the school. Right, right. So with any conspiracy theory or anything fake news, whatever. There's it, like,
1: it takes one, one line. Yeah. One statement,
0: not even a whole line. It could be half like a statement. Yes. Yeah, half yeah. a statement. And that is what people are running with. So it's like, if <laughs> like the one more recently where there was a, I think Trump said there was a terrorist attack in Sweden or something like that. Right. Right. So what happened recently was there was like a group of like fascists and like neo-Nazi types that did some sort of terrorism. And He equated that and tried to lump that in with, like, radical Islamic terrorism. But so, like, the truth is something happened recently in Sweden. Right, right. But it wasn't what he's worried about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually the thing that he's helping (laughs) bolster in the United States. Oh, yes, 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 So it's like things happen all around the world. So you yes, you could draw upon anything, but... <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can bend the information like Trump or Helga would like to. Right, To right. suit whatever whim or desire that they have.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Arnold calling it out and saying, it's not just you're, that you're lying, it's that you're lying for your convenience. Totally. Um, and eventually she's lying to, to make a buck, right? She's yeah, lying to. Or 50 cents. What, however much, it is, a nickel, right? <laughs> yeah, a nickel, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a dollar, a nickel. Jeez. I mean, back then, it, you could buy a lot In of In the nickel. 90s? Woo! Golden days. Um, Trump was the movie was only seven dollars. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, but but then she even. So, yeah, both Helga and someone, I don't know, like Donald Trump are very into <laughs> stretching the truth uh, um, for their own convenience. But they also are out to make a buck. right? Yeah. Like for her saying her saying there's uh, like there's room in this town for two newspapers. I think your newspaper needs a little competition. And I think that competition is as much monetary as it is as it is philosophical. Um, So it's it's interesting that both in an in an economic sense and in a philosophical sense, she really does kind of nod towards a Trumpian type of experience.
0: Yeah, and I think what's interesting about this episode and what's going on currently is so you have Helga who wants to be creative and entertained and be entertaining and have people be entertained. Right. And what you have is Trump wants the same thing. He really wants to be liked. He wants to be, well, not necessarily liked, but talked about. He wants to be relevant. And then you have, but then you have people behind him, like the guy who ran Breitbart News, and you have these uh, Stephen Bannon, and you have these other folks like that who are more ideologically centered and have like real philosophies and opinions. And so what they do is they use sort of these bullshit stories, this fake news. These, whatever you want to call it, they use it to reach some certain end, which is to make their fringe, radical, politi- political opinions right. viable. Yeah. And it, it, it makes a thing that might sound out of bounds like going, hmm, a Muslim ban, which is awful, right? But if you think that every Muslim person is trying to kill you, it's a logical thing to right, do, right, right? right? So while a rational person like... The people behind this microphone right
1: now for example yeah just don't,
0: and maybe the, i hope the listener out there yeah just, don't l- believe l- that l- that's just, true but if you if you think the world is out to get you and you think that like all of our our cities are havens for murder and crime and every person that found their way into the united yeah. states from elsewhere is a, a rapist and a murderer like trump thinks then all the crazy shit that they're doing makes sense so there's a benefit to them Feeding the fake monster, yes, beast, yes. fake fake news. Beast. Well, they
1: don't want they don't want logic or rest to um, bring down the angry mob, so they're gonna keep they're feeding, feeding it, it. And, yeah. but
0: they're creating their own stream of logic, right? That runs counter right, to the truth, right? So if if all, if all you're consuming is whatever you're. I guess now I would consider it like radical conservative, which is a weird turn of phrase. I don't even know what that means. It doesn't mean anything. But but if that sort of like Breitbart esque <coughs> yeah. news source, then if you, if that's what you're reading day in and day out, then you're terrified, and all this stuff makes sense. And it, so it's it is rational and logical if you're working yes. off bad foundation.
1: If that's if that's your news, then I guess that's that's your information, right? It's wrong. Right, but that's
0: but that's yeah, but that's what you whether have it's to alternative
1: work with. or fake or not. Yeah. it's still what you have to work with. And just uh, look, uh, the reality of all. Dang, Adam. Sorry,
0: this Topo Chico uh, carbonated water straight from Mexico, Donald wow. Trump. Is, buzz much? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's not a beer. I wish.
1: Yeah. Um. No, no, I mean like buzz marketing.
0: Oh, uh, I thanks. Like the good old Harold podcast days. Oh, we used to drink beer when we were doing every that. time.
1: What happened? What changed? We've grown up. What was I saying, oh, right. Um, look, we're not dumb. Uh, we no, know we're that not. There are probably people listening right now who. That are? Oh, nope. Well, some who might be, but some who <laughs> might not be. No, you no, are. No. Some, know, who, the other some who may have voted, I don't know, for Trump, for president, or maybe didn't vote at all for similar reasons. Uh, and that's okay. It's hard for us because we maybe didn't vote for him but uh didn't <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> if you can't tell didn't uh, yeah <laughs> uh you know it's that's we're not here to make enemies we're here just to talk about we're we're here to talk about fake news and and it's gross overtaking of our vernacular if you voted for Donald
0: Trump and you want a president that bans news sources from conference press conferences and you want one that bans Muslims and Mexicans and yada, yada yada yada? You're not our enemy, but you're just wrong. Sure, <laughs> you're yeah, just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just on the yeah. wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's we, worse than you know. Enemy, we, I think. we don't, you know,
1: usually, usually when Adam gets political, which is every episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> sad. Uh, I, I usually will call call him out um, and give him a kind of give him a hard time, unless it's you know like specific to the episode, like this one. I mean, there's there is no more there's probably
0: political hair yeah i uh
1: when we were talking about the next episode we're working on i looked at him in the eyes and i said adam you got to prepare something to talk about (laughs) this is your episode uh because there's nothing more relevant to our political sphere than than i mean in in my opinion regardless of what you think about um trump's morals or ethics i think that i think that the way america views uh media specifically journalism and satire is one of not only the pillars of our society it actually is what makes america great is is that our free speech has led to a very rich diverse journalism uh yeah group of people and that it's led to satirists that that i mean really other than maybe um some some uk and french satirists i don't know if there's anyone better than like a mark twain or a lauren michaels right like these are two historical figures that um that are tied to satire and trump can't handle it and that's that to me is the most disappointing thing about his presidency oh all the other things that i may not agree with those are the things that i think i think he's chipping away at the bedrock of our of our society by going for journalists and satirists
0: well and the thing that's that's to me the most interesting about or uh, an interesting part of this conversation is is that to defend him is just a strange and poor decision because if you are a Republican or you are a conservative, he is neither of those things. Sure. So in in saying that Trump is a, uh, like a some sort of fascist or authoritarian at least or any of these things, right. like does not mean that I think like the belief of like less limited government is not a good idea, right? Which a conservative would <clears throat> believe, right? There, there are so, positive things to Yeah, that. there is. So if... if they're 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 different conversations you know what i mean so to, yeah, this isn't about um this this is it's political in the sense that he is a political public figure yeah right but i think to oppose him and the things he's doing is isn't shouldn't create any sort of enemy it's like you're saying is that if you are a republican or a democrat or you're a libertarian or a socialist or a communist or whatever like the belief of free press is important because it's vital to all of those groups interests Totally, totally right so yes. if, if you're a leftist or you're a libertarian like y- you you still want to be able to write and you yeah. still want to be read and you still want to feel like you can express your thoughts and feelings
1: in a specific way so uh, i guess another later thrown from hey arnold is you know it cuts to um the, the first fake news that helga puts out is the um the thing about the cafeteria ladies and it cuts to principal Wart's reading the paper and he says, "Darn freedom of press," which is a rub against the press, right? Like him saying that. But the other thing, the other layer of that is that he, Principal Wartz, has this Nixon type persona. <laughs> Ooh, like he,
0: he, he went against the press too. Yes, he yeah. loo-
1: he looks like Nixon. He, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, he actually really. They does. drew him and and they designed this character to be like making fun of Nixon a little bit, not very much, like yeah. not like. He doesn't do anything like Nixon, but he sounds like Nixon and yeah. he looks like Nixon, and they did, yeah. they did that on purpose.
0: That's um, awesome.
1: And I I think it's interesting that it it cuts to a guy who looks like Nixon saying Same. "Darn freedom of the press." Yeah, fascinating.
0: Yeah, it is. That's that's super interesting. And I think there's so to bring to bring it back to Harold a little bit. There's um, oh shit, I forgot what I was gonna say, but. Oh, oh. So, okay, that actually had everything to do with what you just said. Is Nixon. Yeah, so that damn freedom of the press or whatever he mm-hmm. says when he reads the bullshit piece is, it reminds me a lot of... So whenever you allow some sort of freedom, you there's positives and negatives to that freedom, right? So you have people that ah. use the freedom to, like dig deep for the truth and do what Arnold's doing and, you know, just make good journalism and slowly chip away at something and act like you're a craftsman and less like you're an entertainer, where you just slowly like, work on your pieces because you think that the the end result is not one, like, your specific one article. Mm. It's the fact that you're contributing to a larger body and you're part of, like, a larger community. And you're being, you're creating information and you're being informative.
1: That's one way of being...
0: Yes, a journalist. Yes. Then you have like a Trump figure, or, or you have like that Milo blah dude that fell from you know grace.
1: Whatever grace means in this context, yeah, I no, don't know. A, yeah, that, yeah, that's that, a bad word. Don't use. use that word ever with him. He's ever a piece yet. of shit. But yeah. oh, and everyone, hey, but, hey he, everyone has a mom.
0: <laughs> so he's a bad guy. Sure. And he, in a weird roundabout way, like
1: believes s- in sad
0: pedophilia is socially or is like it should be permissible. And so that him as a person, yes. that statement and phrase and every other horrendous thing that he said before that, which is racist, misogynist, xenophobic, blah, 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 list goes on, right? Is, is this sort of underbelly of freedom of, the speech, of speech. So it's not that. Oh, so you're saying to, to have one thing, you're going to give up another. Or, yeah. So there's the possibility right. of people like him. And the only reason someone like him rises to prominence like he does is because people are confused about what freedom of speech is. Freedom of speech is way more complicated than somebody being able to say whatever crazy, horrendous Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. comes to their mind. You know what I mean? Like, because people, things don't operate in a vacuum. Like, everything that is said, Mm -hmm. there's historical Mm -hmm. weight. So when you make a racially loaded charge against somebody, Right. right, that... To, like, say, a privileged white person may feel like, man, you shouldn't have said that. That was kind of a bad thing to say. Right. But to a, a, a person that belongs to some sort of minor, more minority group, they feel the history and the weight of mm-hmm. what is being mm-hmm. said. And it means a lot more. You know what I mean? So there's there's implied violence mm-hmm. if you're talking about, like, say, neo-KKK members and their right to freedom of speech. Right, right. You know what I mean? So you have all of these layers to freedom mm-hmm. of speech. That it becomes way more complicated than you have people doing that are good, uh, good on one side, and then you have people that are doing bad on the other side. You know, and we view it in this very simplistic sort of spectrum. Yeah, but it's really more nuanced and layered and
1: complicated. Well, and the problem with Trump shutting out so much of the of what he considers, uh, like the enemy, the media enemy. Yeah. You know, and look, I'm not gonna say that I would never say that CNN is my favorite. News station, but there shouldn't be anyone's. No, it shouldn't be anyone's. But cutting them out is saying, I'm not, even though I may not agree with like Breitbart News or like uh, uh, InfoWars, like I think those are two crazy <laughs> news periodicals that are barely under the banner news. Yeah. I may not agree with them, but I am not against someone like. Trump or Spicer saying we need to open up this to more periodicals than what we have. I may not agree with every person that they're bringing in, but what you're saying is for freedom of speech, you have to give up something, which is I may not agree with everyone in the room. You're going to hear stuff you don't right. like. So yeah. I'm not against him saying, yeah, bring Breitbart news in. I may be bummed out. I may disagree, but I, I'm not against him doing it as long as CNN still has to see at the table. Yeah. And I think, and as soon as you cut someone out and say, this person no longer yeah, can, has freedom of speech. Yes,
0: you can't be for freedom of speech while taking speech away from exactly. Others.
1: You can't. You can't um, like take take you, no. can, you can say. You can say. You can say to uh, maybe a better way. Maybe a better example is like, yeah, there, there there's a lot of um, like Fox News and CNN are like the the butt of every joke on mm-hmm. on both ends of the of the spectrum, right? Um, or like MSNBC got it with Obama a lot. Yes. So yeah, like, th- those those sort of You know very partisan uh um news sources uh are disrespected in some ways and and maybe it's time whether it was trump or any other person saying you know what fox like we're going to give you the respect you deserve you know you you've been uh, the people who uh appreciate what you say Are tired of you know what what, I'm playing devil's advocate in a way but that it's not going to bother me for someone to say I'm going to critique the rest of the media's perspective on Fox I'm not I think that's a a fair thing that you may have to give up in the context of freedom of speech but to say because Fox you've been mistreated CNN you're out like that's 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 helping one thing while hurting another yeah and I just don't I don't like the idea of cutting a thing out because you don't agree with them yeah. Only. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean I don't know if that has anything even to do with this episode, but it's just to, to <laughs> me that views on journalism and satire are the most important. This bedrock is crumbling, and it's before uh, eyes. Before eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know.
0: I, I, <coughs> so, the, in in this episode, there goes on. There's an ep, a part where. Helga, and this is Nixonian as well. Helga
1: breaks into oh. the offices. Yeah. Yeah. And Phoebe even calls it out. She's like, Is this ethical? Yeah. And and, and Helga's like, No We're, we're writing a paper. We, we don't have no... time
0: for ethics. Yeah. Yeah. So they break into the newsroom and they see that uh, Arnold and Gerald are making a story about like the new gym that's built and yeah, how great yeah. it is. The jungle gym or jungle something. Jungle gym, now. yeah. And so their piece is how dangerous it is and rusty it is, and it's going to hurt you. So yeah. there's the element of fear-mongering yes, yes, that yes, goes yes. on. Yeah, yeah. so – and it's the same thing. It's like using fear and deception mm-hmm. to sort of reach some sort of end that you have. And for Helga, it's like, yeah, to be uh, entertaining and those yeah, sorts of things. Yeah. And, and you, you see uh, – lots of people use fear because fear is extremely effective, yeah. and it's interesting. And, um it creates those thematic elements that we like, which is if there's fear, right, There's then there's a wrongdoing right. and there's someone to blame and then there's always a victim. So we like that sort of storytelling, those storytelling components, even in our regular lives. Mm. Um,
1: when we, re- we really rely on them. Um, Can I tell you my favorite uh, journalist? Yeah. Clark Kent. Oh, he was a good one. Yeah, he was good. He really yeah. knew how to dig for the truth. He really did. He worked yeah. for the Daily Planet. Remember that newspaper? No, are they allowed in these uh, press conferences? No, nope, with Trump? nope, yeah. Figured. Metropolis, actually, all of Metropolis has been shut out. Oh, it has, yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I like Clark Kent. Because I'm just kidding. <laughs> <This sucks. laughs>
0: Did you say Clark Kent? Uh, uh but, so go, yeah, please. Oh, so oh, but what I was gonna say, and this is uh. Related to Harold again, I feel like I have to keep saying that. Like when we're yeah, bringing we, it back, we are in.
1: talking about Hey Arnold today yeah, for, yeah.
0: for anyone that is here just for
1: Hey Arnold. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. well, you don't want to hear two guys just like chat about <laughs> DJT. Yeah. Oh, so oh, I'm sorry, PDJT. Oh yeah,
0: thank you. Um, so I think what's interesting in this is that uh, so. The students at the first are very bored, and they seem bored. The people on the staff at at the what is the their The weekly word. The weekly word seem bored, and people are bored of their publication. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But then people start to become interested in them when they take on an adversarial role against Helga. Yeah. And so I think that is very interesting because that's also going on right now. Oh, so interesting. Forever, nobody was like people like politics was the thing where it's like what your parents maybe talked about sometimes and had on the TV and you hated it, you know? Right, right. And now it's like, it, it, it's... I it's, think it's because we're adults, but yeah. go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but I get what you're saying. No, no, go ahead. Yeah,
0: but I think for mo- most people don't like talking about politics. No, no, no. And no, they no. don't like talking about religion. They don't talk- like talking about those things. Um, but I think now it's like fashionable to be politically aware, socially aware. And I think on top of that, whenever there's that sort of, that that there's that uh, adversarial dynamic people become more interested so i think you have people like cnn like you're saying like are now like the champions of the people and they've taken on this really weird role that they have like something to fight against and they have trump to fight against and it makes so when trump was running for president you had people going i forget who it was i think it was cnn or msnbc or something like that was like Recorded saying essentially like Trump might be bad for the country, but he's great for us and he's good for our ratings and mm-hmm. our revenues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you had that when Trump was running because he was saying all sorts of crazy right, stuff right. and everybody loved him. But then when he became president, now or even
1: the even just the the major nominee, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And, probably and, that was the the shift.
0: Yeah, and I think when, so. He, and then when he became president, he sort of empowered a different segment of mm-hmm. journalists. So now you have, like, the Jake, Ta- Jake Tapper, who's, like, this, like, truth teller now. Yeah. You know, yeah, before yeah, he yeah. was kind of just, like, a boring whatever dude. Yeah. But now people are, like, praising him as some sort of, like, truth teller. And then you have more, say, left-leaning or more truly investigative adversarial Publications like the Intercept or whoever these people are, Mother Jones, yeah, yeah. and they're getting like they have this new cachet where they're being taken more seriously and legitimately, and this is good for them too because they're they're taking on new relevance when they've always been relevant and been doing phenomenal work, right? Um, But like Democrats, when Obama was president, didn't want to hear all the bad stories against the Obama administration, but now that there's like the bad guy. Where Republicans don't like him, Democrats don't like him, Libertarians don't like him. Right, there, all of these sources are
1: becoming more relevant to well, different people. And think of think even about how Fox News is not the butt of the joke anymore. I mean, no. there's st- there are plenty of programs on Fox News that uh, are not liked by, um, I guess, the non Fox media. Yeah, yeah. But th- but there are more newscasters on that um, th- that are a calling Trump out and b are like kind of viewed as folk heroes, right? Of course, like Megyn Kelly. Yeah, um, and I can't remember his name. He's an older guy, but he like, he handled one of the one of the um. One of the debates. Um, yeah, I know pretty well. I can't remember his name, but but both of them are like folk heroes because they aren't afraid of Trump, but they're yeah. on Fox News, like oh my gosh, like great journalism on this thing that we've made fun of forever. Yeah. So like, everyone has a common, the media has a common enemy. Unless you're Breitbart News or Infowars,
0: yeah, and then you've just become state media. Yeah, yep. And you're basically so, whoa, you're, whoa. You're, yeah, yeah, NPR a, is Breitbart now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're like the propaganda machine for the Trump administration, right? Yeah. Um, so,
1: man, I don't even know what we're talking about. Right uh, we're all, we're all
0: <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: We're 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 allowing this to be rant time, and again, I'm so sorry that we're talking so politics, but th- we have to with this episode. And I, I honestly, the next yeah, episode I apologize. I, well,
0: I just yeah, want Gerald's kitty. <laughs> Oh,
1: you did it again. It's Harold's Kitty. You switched it the other way this time, bro. Come on. You've seen what? Oh, gosh. Oh. I guess their
0: names are close. They're too yeah. close. They're too close. Yeah. yeah. They weren't good podcasting names.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I I got one other thing to say. I do. <laughs> this, this episode is about the economy of seeking truth. Oh. And that comes to a head when Stinky says it must be true on account of I paid money to read it. Like what's your, your the truth is only tied to like money. Like, yeah. is that all that it's tied to? And in a lot of ways, I mean, the answer is yes. Obviously like the internet is in some ways free. Well, that's like where Twitter becomes interesting and blogs become interesting. Cause that's right. where a lot of this right. fake news
0: proliferates. Right. Interesting. Is through free mediums. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of it too, is like, uh, when does truth become free? When, does, when is information free and when is it not? And does that matter, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know that there's
0: there's like problems. There's like a problems with the idea of free, free things and right. free media, especially. Right. Because, so this is interesting. And actually, we got written up in one of these. Someone at Mike.com wrote us a little blurb about us. Like, I don't know. What was that, a year ago? No, I don't know. Like six months ago? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like six months ago and it was interesting cuz the context in which they wrote about us was it was like corporate sponsored media uh, like hulu who where we watched the show from a friend's account for free for us paid for this journalist to write a piece about 90s cartoons and included us in it right so then you have this mixing of sort of really in-depth advertising uh, that looks like journalism yeah and it's because they the companies need to do that to finance all the free shit that we read mm-hmm. all the time you know what I mean? So uh, un- unfortunately, Stinky – or who is that?
1: Yeah, yeah, Stinky.
0: Stinky, uh, like, is wrong, you know, now
1: because yeah. we don't pay for anything online. Right. Basically.
0: Right. So – but we still believe it all to be
1: true. Yes. It, like, the line now would be, it's got to be true on account of I read it. Yeah, and I read it on Facebook. Yeah. Or I yeah. saw a link, a headline on Twitter. So maybe the economy has switched. It used yes. to be money and now it's now it's some other – Well, econ- it's like convenience almost. Yeah convenience because you can yeah. go to
0: Facebook mm-hmm. and you can see like the thing that your friend ate last night yeah. and someone whined about their job and then also see like Hillary Clinton was involved in a murder you know what I mean or something insane like that yeah. that's not true yeah. but like looks really good yeah. to post online if you hate Hillary Clinton
1: you know if, if you're using an iPhone we're all involved in murder I mean <laughs> come on dang is it like a worker rights thing yeah dang you're going there yeah well this is a political episode
0: yeah we all just, just discovered that
1: He's a communist. Okay. Let's not (laughs) say that too loud on the radio waves, uh, on the internet radio waves. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a fascinating episode that again, has no plot. So I feel like we haven't really gotten to talk much about like the inner workings of what the writers were trying to say, I guess. I think this is what they were talking about. They were talking about Trump. No, oh, they weren't. They were interested though, in the philosophy and the ethics of, of, Journalism, and, free, and, and it's a cool way to so. teach kids about that. Yeah, I, not that it, this isn't a very teachy episode. It's just sort of a, it's like presenting two philosophies and showing kind of the faults of one.
0: Well, and I think what it does is interest is like, uh, is it, it, it makes it
1: seem so obvious, like right, you just right. shouldn't lie, like you should just tell the truth. It's it is funny that she just sort of like, well, I was just trying to have fun, and yeah. then she like walks away, and that's the end. That's yeah, it. there's and, no like real. It's right, like a resolution.
0: child No, and there's like it's like a childlike way to explain this thing. Right. But I think in the fact that it's in a children's cartoon, yeah, and they've done the story in the narrative so simply, it kind of shows you like there is a right way, and there is a wrong way. The right way at times might be boring, but it's the right thing to do. Right, right. Like eating vegetables, right? Like, boring. Yeah, it's yeah. so boring. You know what I mean? But you have to do it, or like right. you'll maybe die. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you might die if you eat vegetables too, but you never die. Like, you
1: know,
0: that's, that, the religion of vegetables. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, Well, you know, the episode, it does... So a lot of the moments are just like, uh, like a like a hot and... I don't know, like a... Well, <laughs> you know had those fingers going before. No, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the episode is like a fast-paced, oh. like, newsies kind of yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are moments where it, like, pairs down to, like, a... Uh, a very special episode where, you know, Phoebe says, Oh, isn't that unethical? Right. And that's spelling it out for, for the people watching like, okay, this moment is unethical and he's yeah. calling it out or, you know, Arnold spelling out all facts all the time. Yeah. That's our motto. Like there are blanket statements that are the writers saying, this is what we're trying to say. Yeah. and it's, We're surrounding it in this like investigative, I mean, this is basically serial part one, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is the the, well, the mass think, hit podcast serial.
0: Well, I think it was one.
1: heavily it was heavily influenced
0: by Watergate and Nixon and stuff, like the huh. whole like I think the break in and sort of the work of the journalists huh. and stuff like that. I think there's there there was like a lot of nods to that, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. it was a lot of nods to like traditional journalist tabloid tabloid stuff. tropes and sure. stuff like that. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's
1: a good episode. It's a good episode in regards to, like, the themes it's talking about. Yeah. When it comes to – I mean, we're going to talk about the cry of the week. There really uh, – for me, there was not no, one. there wasn't a cry. Um, which is rare. Cool. I mean, even in sh- episodes where, like, eh, I'm trying to think if there's even a moment. Um, well,
0: I don't know. Maybe the fact that we have, a, like, an authoritarian president, that's
1: a cry worthy. I mean, that's a full cry. if 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 we're full. expanding yeah, this to uh, uh, – Non-Harold related yeah, things. Yeah, then, yeah, that's the cry. <laughs> Um, let me let me try to stretch. Is there anything else we want to say? Let me let me check my notes. Well, here. this is—I don't
0: need to do this, but when I was watch watching this episode to prepare, my girlfriend from the other room yelled, "Whoa, this episode's really topical!" She wasn't even watching it; she just heard it in the distance, yeah. in the background, and she could like from just random bits she heard, like right, feel like it resonate.
1: Yes, yeah, like the the dialogue is so accidentally 2017 topical. Yeah. It's like they were telling the future. And and, and I think, I think
0: in Helga's Trumpian moments. Yes. You realize that Trump is a demented child. Yeah, he's a he's he has a, a moments of being a demented child.
1: Like Helga has moments of being a demented child. Oh, Helga, but Helga has more brains than he does. Like well, oh, okay. But uh, yes. That aside. Right? Yeah. They both for sure have dad issues. Helga can read. Helga can read. That's true. She can write too. Yeah. Helga, Helga, look, uh, what I, what I want so much from Trump and it will never happen is what I get with Helga, which is a full narrative that allows me to have compassion and empathy for her because I see that she is a human being and you see her full backstory, you know, her dad issues, her mom issues, her sister issues like, Oh, that's why the, she's the way she is. Maybe she's not so bad after all. We are never going to get that. A de- demented millionaire? No. Because his dad was one. Right. Well, he has dad issues for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not. But I'm it. not. I'm not saying that he's going to be even half the woman it is. <laughs> I'm saying that's what that I. That wasn't hope. even
0: good for women to compare. Yeah, him to yeah. That, <laughs> that was that's, horrible.
1: That's what I hope. I don't. And I'm not talking about like. I hope that we can work together. I'm not expecting that. No, I just that's hope
0: that. A fool's errand.
1: I hope that some journalist maybe can can cut to the heart of him and show us that he's just a sad dude, like you said, a demented child. Yeah. I, I hope. I hope that that if that's all we learn at the end of four years, like, oh, he's just a sad man, or the end of 40, because he'll never leave. I mean, he'll die before that. <laughs> One can only
0: hope. Whoa, whoa! Death well, wish. I don't want him to live forever. Do you? I don't want anyone to live forever. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not. That wasn't a knock against. Trump. I get that. Knock against life.
1: Yeah, that was. <laughs> we we pounded it. We pounded it. We both agreed on it so much. <laughs> this, <pumped on>. um, <laughs> this episode has either been a train wreck or really fun. And I think no, it it it's been, been, been really. Both. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> well, it's, it's a train wreck because so much of this show uh, gives you some sort of hope for. Narrative storytelling and this Actually talks low about Narrative storytelling because yeah. she's Storytelling and uh, it's yeah. just It's it's a depressing episode In these dark days uh, oh, That's so dramatic In the bummer of a fact that we have this No guy for- it's been a month And shit oh, is felt
0: crazy it- already Wait another year Another two years wait till it starts On that fucking wall it's going to be. This is dark. You're right. You
1: you spoke truth. <laughs> uh, it's not fact yet, but it will be. I'm I'm conspiracy theory 101. It will be truth. All right. Can we stretch a cry of the week? Is there somewhere, some, other than Trump himself, is there something we can. Um, if not, it's okay. I don't think.
0: I mean, I. I, I like. And I think we have done this in other episodes. I think that the way the way that you, the, the way I would get tears from this episode is how much it reminds me of the way today, t- where we the situation we're in right now. I
1: agree, I agree.
0: Um, and you know, Trump, <clears throat> if you're listening, just watch the episode. Maybe yeah. it'll change your mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Arnold, it, I think can change anyone's mind. It, no, it's true. The way he the way he I mean, I already mentioned it, but the way he leans back in that chair in front of his computer is like a just a fascinating it. Have you guys seen Spotlight? Have you seen Spotlight? <laughs> Did I see Spotlight? It felt, he felt like Michael Keaton, honestly. Oh, uh, yeah. Really thoughtful. Who was uh, Mark Ruffalo? There was no Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, I guess Arnold was also Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think the complicated part is that in the story of Newsies, which is a musical that Disney made in the 90s, uh-huh. uh, it is not related to this at all. So that's it. I mean oh, that's a shame. I know it's a shame because that's they should have done some sort of a a little bit more. thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean I was yeah. There's no Bill Pullman in this, unfortunately. Or Christian Bale. Oh. Yeah. Well, um Okay, so the cry of the week then is just that it's it's too 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 true.
0: Oh, okay. I found my cry. Got it. My cry is the fact that journalism I think is generally oftentimes banal. Yes. Very fucking boring. Yeah. And that's a two. bummer. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that's a cry. That's, I'd give it two cries. But then a lot of it's boring. Hmm. But there's a phenomenal, very interesting journalism as well. But I think a lot of it and the work that needs to be done the
1: most is the really boring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. I'm not going to try to stretch because I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, that was really good. I think, I think it's good. I did a good yeah. job. Um, <clears throat> so please come back uh, and listen to us again. Um, I it won't always be politically rambling. I promise, promise, promise. Uh, it's just this is just very relevant to our current situation. So thanks for voting, and if you didn't vote, go vote. Uh, oh, oh, it's too late. Yeah, it already happened.
0: Should have. Um, but do other things too. Yeah, you know like what? Talk about ideas uh, and stuff, and my, go into the streets. You know what's you funny to. is
1: I was gonna quote a different friend tonight, but I'm gonna actually quote a different, different friend. Uh, my buddy Phil said, you know what? This is what life's going to look like for the next four years. 20% activism and 80% live in your life. Yeah. That's great. Live your life. Yeah.
0: Maybe you, you know what you should do since you guys don't send us any money, send it to an a Corey would agree with this, uh, democratic socialists of America. Just
1: stop it. No, <laughs> no, send the money. Don't send the money to any guy. Go- oh, no, <clears throat> send the money to, I don't know. Impoverished people.
0: Yeah, but if you like great design and good ideas, go check out that website. Yeah,
1: don't listen to. This is a political podcast, <laughs> except when it comes to Trump and the media.
0: Whenever
1: um, talk, um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Listen to Adam if you want.
0: Yeah, yeah. What free speech, Corey? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah. You're. Infringing. I don't want to put you down. You're, you're right. You're being a little Trumpian.
1: Um, whoa. <laughs> that, okay, I was just about to end this podcast. Uh, I'm uh, just kidding. You're not. Thank you. Thank You're more you. like Mike Pence. I mean, at least he has something to stand for. I may mean, not agree with all of it, but he's got something. He's got some kind he's of not Trump. Yes. That's what he's got to stand for. <laughs> so we've got a new system here, um, here at Harold Hay, and it's uh, we wrap up with um, some great uh, some great jazz music. Uh, and we got one for you today. It's called La Divina and it's by the Parov uh, Stellar Trio. It's on the album The Invisible Girl. So enjoy. Thank you. Yes.